Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. as we have been warned repeatedly by meteorologists far and wide, there's some dangerously cold weather heading this way. But how cold is it, say, in Chicago? I could, of course, tell you the temperature there or give you the wind chill or say what the National Weather Service forecasters are saying about how you could suffer frostbite in only a few minutes if you were outside. But instead, I'll just tell you that Police in Chicago reporting an outbreak of armed robberies across town with people being held up and having their warm winter coats taken from them. (laughs) I saw that story. And they're taking the good stuff, too. Yeah, the goose down ones. Yes. Extreme cold weather, of course, is the big story all over the area. It's attacking North America. Right. I saw a headline on the Internet, a news item. I'm not making this up. Yeah. It came up on my phone last night, and okay. the news item headline said, "Yeah, cold weather linked to low temperatures. No. Yes. You had to have a headline <laughs> like that. It's kind of like this program. Yeah. Little to no oh, effort yeah. was put into that there. <laughs> kind of like this program. Cliff, I've been doing some thinking this morning while you've been hard at work doing the news. (laughs) That's right. I'm hard at work preparing a newscast, and you're just sitting in here daydreaming. Yes. (laughs) I believe this to be true. What's that? You just don't see very often metal trash cans. You know, in school, every room had a metal trash can. There was a metal trash can. Yes. You know, I remember that. And now that you mention it, you're absolutely right. I haven't seen a metal trash can in a long time. Don't have one in your house, do you? No. Most people don't. Right, and even the ones here in the various studios and offices are all plastic. Yes. Hmm. You know, if you think about it, if it wasn't for professional wrestling, the metal trash can companies would be out of business. (laughs) It would be like the buggy whip thing. Yes, they have to have something to smack you on the head with. And if you smack someone with plastic... It's not, it doesn't have the same effect. No, you want the ding-dong whenever you get yeah, hit with that, metal. That clank. Yes. You're looking for the clank. We'd every year, the Massachusetts Department of Transportation publishes a list of the 200 most dangerous roadway intersections across the Commonwealth. And for years, there was one thing missing from those reports. The entire city of Boston. To those on the outside looking in, it would seem like Boston could theoretically be one of the safest cities in the state. Unfortunately for city officials, not everyone is on the outside looking in. That list of dangerous intersections statewide compiled by data that by law is supposed to be submitted from each police department in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts to state officials. But for years, the Boston PD has never submitted the required report. TV station WGBH sent a letter to the police in Boston, and the reply was simply that the police department is incapable of generating reports compatible with the state's crash data analysis program, which is political speak for, we don't want you to know how bad things really are. (laughs) Because... The TV station then pulled the reports from the ambulance and fire services, which are public information, and found that many of the intersections in Boston that are so dangerous would have topped the 200 list. (laughs) 
Doesn't say much for pedestrians in Boston. I'm going to say that. I've always heard truck drivers hate Boston. Really? Well, they, it's so old. The yeah. streets are so narrow. You can't hardly get a uh, truck down it. Okay. That's what I've always heard anyway. Makes sense. Six billion dollars, Cliff. That's what they're estimating what? will be bet on the Super Bowl oh, on Sunday. Okay. Six billion dollars. Now, that's legal betting yeah. and illegal and betting. Il- okay. And I think the surest bet, yeah. if you're looking for the sure bet, mm-hmm. the surest one you can make yeah. is that Tony Romo yes. will say stuff during the ball game yeah. that will make you think, if he knows so much about this game, <laughs> why didn't he ever win a playoff game? <laughs> because you're, he's fa- no, you're exactly right. It's fascinating to listen to no. him talk about football in a way I've never heard before any right. analyst ever do. No, you're absolutely right. And um, I will add, although, you know, the New Yorker magazine published a thing that says Tony Romo's a genius at football commentary, frankly, whenever he's covering a game that Tom Brady is playing in, it sounds like he wants to have his babies. I'm just saying. Well, I'm not betting on that (laughs) happening Sunday. (laughs) But I'll bet you'll learn something Sunday when you listen. I bet you're right. The way he can sit there and go, oh, they're going to have a running play here. No, absolutely. And I'm sitting there going, they're going to pass before he says that. And he says, oh, they're going to have a running play. I'm right. (laughs) No, you're an idiot. And then I'm sitting there like, no, you're the idiot because uh, they did exactly what they, he said they was going to do. Cliff, I received a phone message from our good friend, John yeah. Bishop. You remember John Bishop from Princeton? Um, doesn't he live on the Gulf Coast? We talked to him in Panama when the, City. When the hurricane went through. Yes. He, he lives on the upper levels of some condo building on the Gulf Coast. And he rode out the hurricane on like the... 15th floor or something yeah, like that. He, he was way up there, yes. <laughs> Probably not the brightest thing he's ever done no, in his life, but no. he wrote it out and said he'd never do it again. Yeah. We talked to him on the air about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Well, he got a hold of me, and he told me that uh, to be looking out for a brand-new song from Luke really? Combs. John knows all of the uh, ins and outs, it seems like. He gets a hold does, of me quite a bit about mean, stuff like do you, that. I wonder how that happens. Does he find out this information from... The 15th floor of a condo on the Gulf Coast. I have no idea. <laughs> but he told me to look, look for this new song by Luke yeah. Combs. He said it's not been released yet. And his buddy Rob Snyder wrote this song. Rob Snyder? Yes. Okay. Not the one you're thinking about. Not... <clears throat> <clears throat> so I'm like looking for this new song. Yeah. And he says it's called Dear Today. And I'm like, well, has your buddy Rob Snyder yeah. actually ever written anything? And then he said, oh, yeah, he co-wrote this one here for Luke <laughs> we <Combs>. did. <laughs> yes. She got the best of me hmm. here on the Morning Road Show. At least when you're yeah. miserable from this cold weather today and yeah. tonight and tomorrow. Yes. You'll know that pretty much everyone else in the country is miserable, too. <laughs> so draw warmth from their pain. <laughs> from their misery. That's what I'm doing, Cliff. I'm drawing warmth from their pain because it's not just us. The National Weather Service, Cliff, said that 75% of the population in the United States yeah. will be below freezing the next couple, wow. three days. And you know, as much fun we, as we do make of people in Florida on this program. Yes. And admittedly, even my relatives who live there will acknowledge there's a lot of dumb things that happen in Florida. But 
at least <laughs> we know they're smart enough to not live in Indiana. Yes, <laughs> especially during the winter time. Mercy. I have to agree with you, Cliff. Yeah. Who's the dummy now? <laughs> That's right. Who's the dummy now? <laughs> We'd the contents of this traffic stop began to fill up the cup of dumb criminal goodness almost as soon as the red lights came on. And then my cup runneth over. The arrest report by the Illinois State Police indicates that while visibility was clear at the time, there were a couple of other mitigating factors. The unidentified woman behind the wheel inside an unnamed town in Illinois was traveling 115 miles an hour in a 35 mile an hour zone. Yes, that fast inside city limits, in the dark, and on streets that at the time were snow-covered. <laughs> Thus, giving a new definition to driving too fast for road conditions, let alone being able to find a street or road in Illinois, or heck, Indiana for that matter, that's in good enough condition to pull 115 miles an hour on a clean and dry day. Well, it's stupid, but it sure would be exciting <laughs> if you could do it and well. live through it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> would it not be well, exciting? Well, okay, you, yeah. You're right. <laughs> I mean, your adrenaline would be pumping. Your adrenaline would be pumping, without a doubt. And then when you got done with it, yeah. the relief of, whew. I'm glad that's over. Glad that's over. <laughs> Let's find out who wants to earn it this morning, Cliff, as we go to the phone line. Hi, who's this? Matt Rowland. All right, Matt, where are you from? Lawrenceville, Illinois. All right, we have World of Wheels tickets. All you have to do is, well, see if this question is true or false. Okay. All right, here we go. Lawrence of Arabia is 220 minutes long and doesn't have a single line of dialogue spoken by a woman. Now, is that true, or did I just make that up? I'm going to go with true. Congratulations. Well You've done. won tickets to the World of Wheels. Well done. Did you know that, or just a wild guess? Just a wild guess. Have you ever seen the movie? No. Oh, well, it's absolutely... Never heard of it. You never heard of Lawrence of Arabia? No. Wow. Well, it's ah. like it's like a classic. It's isn't one it, of the, yeah. It's like a. Um, I don't know how old it is from the probably thirties, and I don't remember seeing it either. But I know it's a one of you know Hollywood's classic all time movies. Yes, but you've well, won. The, I have to watch it. You should get, take a peek of it. Well, we've got the tickets for you here at a Country ninety eight one studio with mm -hmm. your name right on them. You have a great time in Indianapolis. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Well, Cliff. Yeah. He earned it. We ought to try that again later on this morning, oh. Cliff. Do another true or false. Okay. I'm down for that. Absolutely no doubt yeah. that you have a nickname for one of your neighbors or perhaps two or three of your neighbors. <laughs> you may not have it now, but in the past you've had a nickname for a neighbor. Is that oh, not yeah. true? No, that's absolutely that's positively true. That is a fact that everyone does. <laughs> now, you may not now, but you have. Right, right. And I was going to post that as our Facebook question this morning, but yeah. I thought no one's going to, like, put it on there where their neighbors might see to what they're actually what being they, called. Yeah, this is what we think. This is what we really think of you, neighbor. Yes. You don't know, yeah, you might be afraid to to talk about that. So I thought, so, Cliff, perhaps we might yeah. uh, open this up for our text messaging this okay. morning because we don't know who you are when you send a text no, message and, in and to us. No, and we could say that and you could remain totally anonymous. Yes. Boy, and I have a couple of good stories too. So. All right. Well, 812-682-0520. Yeah. 682-0520. Yes. If you've got a neighbor 
that you've got a nickname for. Yeah. We want to know exactly what it is. We'll we'll mm-hmm. talk about the ones that we can. Let's not get foul here. <laughs> we'll talk about and the ones we can. You've You'll wasted be anonymous. your breath there because people will get foul anyway. No, I don't think they will. Uh, so we want we'll to know see. what it is, and we'll uh, we'll wait a few minutes, Cliff, if we okay. get any, and we'll uh, repeat them back, and then okay. you can tell the. Uh, story you're just sitting over there uh, <laughs> bouncing up and down in your seat wanting to tell yes you've been chomping at the bit over there a uh, nickname you had or have yes. for a neighbor well, i mean it's not it's not what everyone thinks it is let's just say that. Okay. we'll start there all right are you ready for me to tell the story sure, now? Go ahead. okay as most people know i used to live uh, for a number of years in houston texas and we lived way out on the west side of uh, the city we were like 30 miles from downtown. And so the housing development that we moved into, um, we were kind of like on a lot at the end of the housing development, and there were some vacant lots um, right next to us. So when we first moved there, there was like all kinds of room. And then someone built a house. Not a normal house, mind you. Well, it was normal, you know, like all the rest of the houses. But this guy put up a concrete block barricade building in his backyard where he stored all of his munitions. (laughs) And, of course, having all of that weaponry and uh, bullets meant that there had to be security for that. You couldn't just have that in your backyard. You had to have, I don't know, about 7,000 watts of light in your backyard so that you could make your security cameras (laughs) see if there were any intruders. We took to naming him, because all these lights then shone in our bedroom windows, we took to naming him Mr. Kilowatt. (laughs) Well, if you've got a good name for your neighbor or a past neighbor, please give us a text at Mm 812-682-0520. We've uh, heard from someone who uh, also had friends, Cliff, that lived at the end of the uh, block, and they named one of the uh, people there Pookie. (laughs) Pookie. Pookie. Okay. And yeah. Rookum Roy is another Rookum Roy. Name. Yes, we heard from <laughs> Rookum Roy this morning. So we want to hear from you. We won't tell anybody who you are because we don't know who no, you no, are. No, I mean, it's just a phone number to us. Yes. Unless you give us the name. Horse Breeder. That's the name of a neighbor right there, Cliff. We got someone, my text message. Someone said that they called their neighbor Horse Breeder. Yes. Now, did they say how they came to be the owner of that nickname? We're going to say no. <clears throat> We're going to say no. And I really thought, Cliff, there would be a lot more, a lot more yeah. responses to neighbors' nicknames. So possibly yeah. maybe people don't do don't that. Don't really like do I that. thought they here. used to. I mean, I was, we always had some kind of a nickname for somebody. Always. You know, that's where Mr. Kilowatt came from. Half the town of Owensville has a nickname. Oh, really? I'm telling you, any nobody them, goes by their real name. Any of them named Horse Breeder? <laughs> no, not that I know of. <laughs> not that I know of. But, Cliff, one of the great things about the text messaging system yeah. is yes. that whenever we ask a question, yes. then one or two of our wonderful <laughs> texting friends, they ask a question back. Like? Like the hardest, most difficult question of all. What would that be? Weed, do you know the difference, the big difference, between men and women? <laughs> That's a hard question, well, Cliff. Especially for you. Yeah, well, yes. <laughs> but I think I've got an answer for it. I did a little thinking really? about that. I think you I do. do. I think I know the biggest difference between men and women. Okay. I'll tell you about it at 9.03 after the news. All righty.
Well, Cliff, I mentioned right before the 9 o'clock news there that I was asked a question on text messaging about yeah. the big difference between men and women. Yeah, and they... I believe this to be true. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. Okay. The biggest difference between men and women is if a woman says, yeah. smell this, yeah. it'll usually smell nice. True. Whereas a guy... <laughs> Smell this. <laughs> it's always something rank. You know what I'm saying? But if a girl says it, yeah. you can pretty well be assured. I've never right. had a girl say, smell this. Come over here and smell this. And it was something that was just nasty. Have you? Have you? I can't say that I have, actually. See? Hey, weed, smell this. No. <laughs> now, if a girl came in and said that, I would say, You're absolutely right. I'd be right there. Yes. The yep. World of Wheels tickets. We've got four more to give away. It's February. Okay. The 8th through the 10th. They're good for any one of those three days in February. Of course, okay. on the 9th, we've mentioned on a Saturday, you can yep. see Dale Earnhardt Jr. It's all happening at the uh, yeah. Indianapolis State Fairgrounds. Okay. Well, Cliff, yeah. we're going to do two truths. No, we're not. <laughs> no, we're not. That's too hard. We're going to do a and true or false. Too much work. Yes. We're going to do a plain true or false, just okay. like Matt had whenever he won a few minutes ago. Oh, and he just took a wild-ass guess. Yes, one. yes, he did. So. so we're going to do it right after this from Kenny Chesney and Mac McAnally. We go and see who our next contestant is. Hi, who's this? Jim Keith. All right, Jim, where are you from? Business. Okay. All right, Jim, I'm going to give you this statement. You tell me if it's true or if I made it all up. Here it is. Okay. You know the uh, musician Cher, right, Jim? Yes. All right. Cher was one of the background singers for the Righteous Brothers on their classic hit, You've Lost That Lovin' Feeling. Now, is that true, Jim, or did I just make that story up? That's true. You sound rather confident. You know that, <laughs> that was... for a fact? Uh, pretty much. All right. Okay. Well, congratulations, Jim. Yeah. That is absolutely true. You're the winner of the World of Wheels tickets. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Thank Jim. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey, warm up warm up a little bit. Oh, I wish it would. Yeah. Are you outside today, Jim? Yeah, I'm driving a truck. Oh, well, you be careful out there, okay? Oh, yeah. All right. Have a good guy. You too. Right. You too. Bye, Jim. I thought that would fool him. It fooled me because you asked me that before we had took a caller, and I'm like, that's false because I had just watched a uh, documentary about Cher a couple of weeks ago. And they didn't and mention they that? They didn't mention that at all. I would have thought that would have been in there. I, w- I would think so now. Wow. Well, I haven't heard that song in forever. <laughs> Righteous Brothers? Have you heard that in forever? It seems like it's been a long time. It has been a long time. A good radio would dictate we would play that now. That's that's exactly why, Cliff, we're playing Cody Johnson right now. <laughs> exactly why we're doing that. If you send us a text message in, we appreciate that very oh, much. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We always have a lot of fun with it. But unlike the last person who sent it in, let's not ask us life and death questions on here of things that you should do. (laughs) Because we're not professional therapists. Well, this is even worse than therapy. Oh, it is. This is, I've always wanted to walk across an ice-covered pond. Yeah. And I've never done it. No. And this seems like the time I can do it. What do you guys think? No, it's not the time. No. It's not the time to do it. Do not do that. Never. Never do that. Here in southern Indiana, you just can't. It doesn't really matter how cold it gets or how long it stays cold. You just can't. Here. Time now for Take It to the Bank. Yeah. Cliff? What? Mr. Rogers. Mm. Did you ever watch that show? Um, not as a youngster. Does that make sense? Yes. Because 
it was really not the right time for me. I don't know what, what the years were, but I was probably older. Too old to watch Mr. Too old Rogers. to watch Mr. Rogers. And it wasn't until I got into college, and of course, where I went to college, there was a PBS station, and you had to man, like, master control. At the, you had to pull a shift in master control, and when I was on master control, that's when Mr. Rogers was on. <laughs> And then, of course, I and I'm like, this this actually was good television. You know, you learn a lot. You, even as a young adult, you learn things about how to treat people on Mr. Rogers. More people should have been watching it. Well, then you know yeah. that almost every episode, if not every one of them, Mr. Yeah. Rogers wore a sweater. Yes. He came in the front door singing, and he took off his suit coat, hung it in the closet, and took out a sweater. Usually it zipped <laughs> well, all of the sweaters... And that, he changed his shoes. All of the so, sweaters that Fred yeah. Rogers wore yeah. on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood yes. were all knitted by his mom. Really? Every single I one of them. I did not know that. Yes. Cliff, anything said? Phrases of a day, start with number three. Horse breeder. <laughs> number two, alcohol you later. And the number one morning roadshow phrase for today... When it's too below tonight, all the people in Florida will be saying, Who's the dummy now? <laughs> if there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.